0: We're 11 games into the season, we've seen some good, we've seen some bad, but nothing was worse than what we saw Monday night against the Houston Rockets. Where do the Magic pick up the pieces and how do they find the defensive identity that they told us they'd have? It's time to expect some victory, it's time to change some expectations, it's time for Locked On Magic.
1: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is November 8th, 2022. Happy election day. Should be a national holiday, but whatever. Uh, my name is Philip Rostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr-omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the defense doesn't happen um, at all. We're going to talk a little bit about the Magic's defensive struggles, why that caused them to lose the Houston Rockets game, and some of the bigger issues the Magic have on that end as they try to build this thing up and, and what that means uh, for this team and, and the expectations we have for it. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, before you do any of that, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's while you're waiting in line to vote today, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Sweatblock. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweater odor, try SweatBlock. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com, also available on Amazon. There's no easy way to, to dive into this game. Um, the Orlando Magic have done a lot of really good things this year, and I, I still want to stress that, that. There are a lot of things that I really like about what this Orlando Magic team is doing, um, one of the reasons I'm recording this in the morning is, is I do think we need a little cooling off period. I do my little YouTube short uh, to recap the game. Uh, I have a uh, write up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. dot com. Um, we we all need to cool off and 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 let the uh, let 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 the emotions die off before we talk about things. Um, kind of lets me gather my thoughts. Also, I, I I need sleep. Sorry, guys. Um, I I, I work late. Uh, I I I need sleep. Uh, but. I was thinking about this game a lot, and, and, and what this this game ultimately means. Um, the Orlando Magic got just walloped by the Houston Rockets, one thirty-four to one twenty-seven. A seven-point deficit doesn't sound bad, and Orlando had it down to four with about a minute and a half, two minutes to play. So it's it's. I'll credit you know, Orlando does deserve credit for one thing, and and, and that is they do play whistle to whistle. They do play bell to bell from tip off to buzzer, um, and yeah, that that that's important. But we're no longer at that stage. Um, yes, this is a two and nine team, so it, 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 you know, there's, there, if, if we're going to judge them this way, then we have a lot of failures and we have a lot of questions to ask for. But we are no. This team is talented enough. This team is good enough. We've seen enough from this team. I think to say competing to the end isn't good enough. You know, a, a, a late rally to make the game look better than it was—that's not good enough. You lose a game because you missed a shot, because you turn the ball over later, or whatever. You know, those are learning experiences. That's fine. That's that that that. Those are the mistakes. Those are the growing pains we need this team to go through. Late game execution problems. Uh, those are the those are the kind of errors or mistakes that that I can live with uh, as 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 an observer of this team, as a fan of the team, because. That puts the team in those critical situations, making plays, having to learn to play with composure and and whatnot. This game was not that. This game was a systematic failure on several levels in areas that we thought this team would be good at. I couldn't help but think after this game. Again, Rockets win 134-127. They make 24 three-pointers. They had nine three-pointers in the first quarter alone. I, I, I looked at this game and I could not help but think, what is this team's identity? What is this team trying to be about? What, what does this team want to be known, known for? I, I will say, at this point, I, I think the Magic have a clearer identity on offense than they do on defense. They are a rim and paint pressure team. They are really good at getting downhill into the paint at the rim, finishing there, Getting to the foul line, their, their, their offense, at least the last three, four games, maybe five games now, has legitimately found its group. But the fact of the matter is, the way this team is built, if Paolo Bancaro and Franz Wagner are going off for 30 a night each, if you're scoring 123 points against the Sacramento Kings granted in overtime... And scoring 127 against Sacramento against the Houston Rockets, those need to be wins. This team, while I think much improved offensively, and there are again, I'll say this: I think the offense is way ahead of the defense as far as execution and understanding. If this this team though isn't an offensive team, they can't rely on scoring 120 points. They can't rely on outscoring teams. But that's exactly where they found themselves late in the game against Sacramento. That's exactly where they find themselves here against Houston Rockets. From the very beginning. This game felt very similar to that Sacramento game. Because Orlando was cruising along and scoring at a real impressive clip, granted against a bad defense. But they could not get a stop. They could not stop the three-point line at all. So again, I ask this question, and, and I think this is the central question now for this team in the next phase of its development is, what is their defensive identity? If you've listened to this podcast the entire season, you've probably heard me say, I don't like this team's defensive communication. They don't look like they're on the same page. And when you aren't on the same page or when you're over-eager to rally to the ball, you end up with open threes. And Orlando's defense just got completely ripped apart. This was just in a this was the, wor- the easily the worst defensive game of the season, one of the worst defensive performances I've seen from the Magic in, in a while. Um, and yes, yes, they, they let Sadiq Bay had fifty a game, they let Kyrie Irving have sixteen a game. But honestly, the defenses weren't as bad as this. Those were individual player failures and individual player brilliance. This was a complete failure. Houston did whatever they wanted defensively. This team is supposed to be a defensive team. This team is supposed to have pride and energy on the defensive end. They're supposed to be able to make up for some of their mistakes because of the extreme length that they have. But consistently, they are just off. They're not able to keep guys in front of them on the perimeter. Their switching is soft. Um, uh, If you watch switching defenses... I really, I, personally, just, just me, uh, I hate when defenses just pass the guy off and don't try to impede the ball handler at all. Don't try and disguise the switch a little bit, if that makes sense. The bottom line is, and, and, and Terrence Ross, I think, said it really well after the game, After the game, the Magic allowed the Rockets to get comfortable. The Rockets, very early on, got into a rhythm behind the arc. They just kind of ran their stuff, and the Magic weren't stopping them. Sure, there were some stretches and whatnot, but Jalen Green got to his spots and got to the basket. The Magic early on tried switching Alpern Sang on, uh, on screen and rolls, leaving Franz Wagner or Jalen Suggs to guard Alpern Sangun. And Houston attacked and exploited that, starting on the inside, collapsing defense, and kicking out. exactly Exactly how offense is supposed to be run. The Magic went zone and just got obliterated on corner threes as Bol Bol was late getting out to rotations. This didn't look like he knew where the next man was. This is not an issue of talent. Because we know this Magic is defensively talented. We know this team is good. at It has the pieces, has the players to be real disruptive defensively. Their deflections are still pretty high. They still had 14 deflections. It's not like... Orlando can't be active and can't get, get these stops. But right now, it's about understanding the effort and understanding where each other is going to be. And, and frankly, trusting each other to get the job done. Trusting each other to give that help. Trusting each other to help the helper. All those things that are essential to defenses. The Magic don't have that. And while there are You know, great individual defenders on this team. Right now, the defense is just completely off. What is this team's defensive identity? What are they trying to do? Where are they trying to force the ball? How are they trying to make teams uncomfortable? The Houston Rockets were not uncomfortable all game long. And that forced the Magic to have to try and outscore them. And while the Magic put up a valiant effort, there is no way Orlando was going to outscore Houston. Not with the turnovers they were committing and how Houston was able to, to punch them in the mouth for that. Not with the way the team was unsettled in the half court. A loss like this has brought up many questions. And while I think a lot of these questions are still premature, it is time to start thinking differently about this team. What does this loss mean for the Magic's larger project and how did the Magic move forward? We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Sweat Block. Look, we all live here in Florida, and even though it is starting to cool off, that's that's a joke, it's not, um, it still gets very hot. And if you have to spend any time outside here in Orlando, or here in Central Florida, you know it gets hot quickly and you're just covered in sweat almost the moment you step outside. So, how are you going to fix this problem? How are you going to handle the sweat that inevitably comes from living in Florida? Well, sweat block wipes can be your little secret to confidence. Sweat block wipes work up to seven days per use. So, apply them on a Sunday and you will stay dry all week. If you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, try sweat block today. Just hear from Customers of Sweatblock, Rebecca would watch her teenage daughter suffer through low self-esteem caused by embarrassing sweat. Rebecca got a text after her teen's first use of Sweatblock, quote, I'm not sweating. They both cried tears of joy. That's the power of Sweatblock. So again, if you or someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweater odor, try Sweatblock to handle the problem today. Save 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. 20% with promo code LOCKEDON at sweatblock.com. It's also available at, on Amazon. Try it today. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports Today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. So, you know, this game was disappointing. Um, A, the Magic are at home. This is a homestand where a lot of people felt like Orlando could build some some positive momentum, can kind of build build themselves up. Um, it's against no offense to Houston, another young team that's trying to figure itself out. Sacramento, I know people look at Sacramento's record and we're like that should have been winning and it should have been win, um, but Sacramento is a team that has playoff aspirations. They that is a legitimate playoff team. If you watch their game against Golden State last night, you understand that, that that team that team is is a lot better than their record. Um, I still think Orlando is better than their records for whatever that's worth, but we'll move for, move on from there. This felt like a, team, a game, you know, again, Orlando's dropped games against Houston and Detroit. Um, and, you know, while those are good young teams, those are young teams still figuring their way out in the league, no one expects those teams to be playoff bound. And, and again, they've settled in here at the at the bottom of the standings early in the season. So there, there's disappointment in that context. It's it's also disappointing that the Magic played their worst game of the season, Um I would always warn that young teams tend to play up and down to their competition. Young teams don't understand the daily uh, attention to detail that you have to have. And again, a big part of this season for the Orlando Magic is learning those details. And, and that's kind of where I sit with this group. Um, is, you know, I, you hear me often, I'll, I'll echo what the coaches are saying. I think I've explained this on the show already. But I'll echo what the coaches are saying. Or I'll echo kind of the mantras that the coaches have and, and 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 use that as the standard to judge the team the Orlando Magic told us they were going to level up this season they told us they were going to hold each other accountable to the details of the game and you know to, to some extent we are seeing some of that Bol Bol struggled played only 20 minutes we got more Mobamba in this game and Mobamba played really really well um right now the magic don't have the healthy bodies they're they're, they're struggling with injuries so, they don't have the ability to, uh, to, to really kind of lean on some other players, and so I do think it's unfair to completely judge this team, you know, to throw the baby out with the bathwater, if you will, until we see this team healthy, you know, until we see this team with, especially Markel Fultz Fulton, Gary Harris. This is an imperfectly built roster. Um, they have a ton of glaring holes and. You know, I think one of the things that we're learning is while you know the jumbo lineup is really fun and can do a lot of really good things, it should be a changeup. It shouldn't be a starting group. It shouldn't be the starting lineup because now teams are figuring out where how to exploit this team and how to beat this team. Um, it's it it, it it the 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 novelty of it is wearing off, and while and and and, and you know teams teams are adapting to it quickly and, and learning its holes and learning where to beat it. So again. The sooner Gary Harris gets back, the sooner Markel Fultz gets back, the better I think this team's going to be, and the better I think it'll be able to deploy this lineup. I don't think you throw this lineup out at all. But that's part of where we are. Um, there, There is very clearly a tension, um, I feel, between what we're seeing on the floor and what, what fans are expecting. Um, and I'm not here to dis- dissuade... Either one of those. Um, if anything, I would say I agree with the fans on this. Um, I think the Magic are purposely trying to experiment with some things. They are personally giving them maybe a little bit of a longer rope than they should. Um, they're giving everything a chance to fail, um, which I don't mind. If you're going to experiment, give it a chance to fail. You know, don't abandon things that that, that show hints of success um, just because you have one bad outing or one bad performance. Um You know, I think a lot of Jamal Mosley's rotations right now are built to see things, um, not necessarily built to win, um, if that makes sense. But having said that, we are clearly looking at a team that is capable of winning. We are very clearly looking at a team that has the talent to play well and to win. And in that case, we are looking at a team that very clearly is not living up to its expectations, to its talent level, to its ability level. And that part is extremely disappointing. Because we are in a situation where the Magic should be winning. They told us they were going to level up. Well, the easiest place to show that you're leveling up, that you are taking these important next steps, is by winning basketball games. Yes, it's great that the Magic have not been blown out in a game this year. This was the, the Knicks game; they, they they probably did. This was the closest they've gotten to just being run out of the gym. So they are down 17 in the in the fourth quarter, trimmed it down four. Again, I I like that we've hit the stage stage where playing tip off the whistle is is or tip off the buzzer is expected is 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 a given is is something this team will do. Great, you guys got the fight effort's not the issue here. It's execution. It's being in the right locations. it's being in the right spots. And so, you know, I I I I'm wearing my my Northwestern basketball shirt. It does indeed say make shots. That was that was our team's team's motto for a while. Um I find that hilarious. Um but uh but you know, one thing that 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 we talk about in the Northwestern circle um is a statement that that Gary Barnett made when he came to the, to the, to the team in 1995 or in, in, the, in the early 90s. Northwestern was the worst football program in the country. They, they, they had the longest losing streak in, in the nation in the 80s. Just didn't expect to win more than two, three games a year. And Gary Barnett came in and said, Expect victory. That was the team's motto in rallying cry. Expect victory. You got to change. The perception, and you got to change the expectations around your team. You got to make winning an important thing. You don't, you know, especially in early stages, maybe you don't make it everything because winning is going to be hard with with the roster that you have, but you've got to come in expecting to win and you got to come in playing to win and doing the things you need to do to win. This team, this franchise, this group is at a place. Where winning needs to matter. I'm fine with experimenting. I'm fine with trying and testing new things out. This roster is very, very limited. But winning needs to matter. This team has to do more to put itself in a position to win basketball games. That's the bottom line. That's all that matters right now. That's the only judge, really, for this group and for this team. Is can they win basketball games? That's obviously a, a, a huge question, but one this team is capable of answering. And so I think where we're at with this group and, and where we need to evaluate everyone, and that includes Jamal Mosley, who, you know, I think. I think fans are, you know, fans are great that they're expecting victory. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm all for you for all of that. Um, I, I would say Jamal Mosley's job is to see the forest for the trees. Um, he's not worried about individual games as much as the longer arc of progress. So, you know, I, I, I've joked with a few people, and and I honestly still believe this. We're gonna look back at these November games and laugh. Um, I do think this team will take significant steps forward. I do think this team will get better. But right now, it's about establishing your foundation and your basics. Offensively, I'm feeling real good about what this team is trying to do. And maybe that's where the focus is right now. Is getting the offense churning and humming and doing the right things. But we're missing a big piece defensively. Um, And and, and right now, the, the puzzle hasn't been brought together. It's time to do that. It's time to hold this team to a standard of you're not just fighting to stay in these games. You're fighting to win them. And if there's one thing maybe we've learned in this 11 games to start the season is this team is capable of being held to that standard more and more. It doesn't mean that the Magic are about to fire Javal Mosley. That's 100% not going to happen. He's getting this year. So just stop. It is about the larger progress that this team makes over the course of the year, but this team is good enough in the present to do a whole lot more. And that's the part that's disappointing. We will run through the box score, talk a little bit about what we saw from Orlando Magic individually coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word for our pals at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis this season. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer and esports. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net still has rookie of the year odds, which are probably, not, you know, which are probably really good for Paolo, but you're not going to make a ton of money. Um, they did have over-unders on Paolo Bencaro's stat line. I'm sure that has moved a little bit too, so there's plenty to look at. When it comes to betting on Orlando Magic success on Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. They're always the fastest easy easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
0: All right. Last thing we're going to do for this game, let's run through the box scores. The Orlando Magic fall to the Houston Rockets, one thirty-four to one twenty-seven. Again, I would say my takeaways from this game uh, start with the defense. Um, Houston shoots fifty-two point nine percent from the floor, twenty-four for forty-eight from beyond the arc, eighteen for twenty-five from the foul line. Orlando commits twenty turnovers for thirty-one Houston points. So, you look at that. You look at that puzzle. That's poor defense, giving up a ton of shots. The Magic gave up nine three-pointers in the first quarter alone. Eric Gordon had five three-pointers. Jalen Green had five three-pointers. Kenyon Martin Jr. had four three-pointers. Um, so, you know, Jamal Mosley said after the game that they just got hot. Um, and I think that's true to some extent. The Magic's defense was not very good on the perimeter, on the three-point line. Um, and so I, I I I don't think saying they just got hot is enough. Um, the Magic's defense had some very major breakdowns. And then once you get into rhythm, once NBA players get into rhythm, even bad shooting teams... They can be very, very, very good. Houston ended up with just 40 points in the paint. That tells you a little bit about where their offense was coming from. 24 times 3 is 72. Um, check me on my math. 72 points from beyond the arc. Orlando's getting crushed from beyond the arc, and, and frankly, they can't keep up. They don't have the offense to keep up. Um, Orlando's offense was really good in this game. Um, like I said... I think Orlando has a much more clearly established offensive identity than a defensive identity. And that's a surprise because we thought this team was going to be built on its defense. And that's one of the disappointing things about the way the Magic are starting the season. But the Magic are cruising offensively uh, right now. Um, they're they're really impressive. They scored 30 points in the first, 35 in the second, 39 in the fourth. They got outscored 29-23 in the third, and that's really where Houston started to pull away in this game. But man, Orlando's offense is just, just humming along. And it starts with Paolo Bancaro. Um, it's back-to-back 30-point games for Paolo Bancaro, 30 points, 8 for 16 shooting, 12 for 14 from the foul line, six rebounds, four assists, two steals. He did have five turnovers. Um, so again, forcing some action, you know, kind of struggling a little bit there. Um, you know, look, I'm cool with Paolo making some turnovers. He's rookie, he's gonna make mistakes, but this guy, this guy is an engine for this offense. Um, you know, everyone I talk to. Um, on the Lockdown Network when they comment, talk to me after the Magic, after the Magic, after they beat the Magic right now. They, they tell me like, dude, this guy's guy a keeper. This guy's for real. This guy's legit. Um, you know, it, it, you could take heart in knowing that this team's future is really, really bright with Paolo Bancaro at the center of it. Um, there is, a, again, there is far more good going on than bad. Maybe not in this game, but there's so much good happening and, and Paolo Bancaro's at the center of it. This 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 kid... This kid's really good. The Magic, you know, again, the Magic have not had a player like Paolo Bancaro since Tracy McGrady. Um, no, no offense to Steve Francis, no offense to Jameer Nelson, no offense to Hito Turkoglu, no offense to to uh, Vince Carter. They have not had a score of this caliber at this point in his career since T-Mac. Um, and yes, obviously he's younger than T Mac. Obviously, T Mac had some years before he came to Orlando, but we're looking at a T-Mac level player. And so again. I, I say this all the time. You know, if we're going to talk big picture stuff, I say this all the time to people. If all the Orlando Magic lure get out of this season is that Paolo Bancaro is a superstar, that's this season's a success. What this season is about then is figuring out how do we give Paolo Bancaro the best chance to succeed? How do we build a winning team around him? And so figuring out those pieces of the puzzle are super important. Um, So if, if there are failures, Those failures are fine because it tells us this doesn't work around Powell. This doesn't work with the team that we're building, and we can start building an actual functioning team, an actual you know winning team. And again, the lack of guard play is really hurting this team. Like there's just there's just no denying it. Um, Franz Wagner is a good defender. He is not quick enough to guard a guy like Jalen Jalen Green, Um, and he has been you know. God love Franz Wagner. He is being put in the absolute worst positions or in positions that he has not expected or would never in a million years expect to be in. And he is playing really well through them. Franz Wagner, 23 points, 9 for 12 shooting, 3 for 4 from deep, finally getting a 3-pointers to go down. 5 rebounds, 7 assists against 2 turnovers. Only starter that had a positive plus-minus. Only player on the team that had a positive plus-minus. Franz Wager hey a, a Franz Wagner, works with Paolo Bancaro. It's it's really incredible how well they play off each other. Um, and honestly, they're not playing off you know kind of directly off each other enough. It's kind of like Franz is on one side of the floor, Paolo's on the other. So they go to the Paolo side, he gets a basket. They go to the Franz side, he gets a basket. It's it, they they work really really well. They complement each other really really well. Um, Franz is able to spread the floor for everyone. It, it, he's he's been in you know the stats won't show it, but Franz has been incredible this year. Um, he's having to play point guard. Never in a million years thought he'd have to play point guard. And he's figured it out. He's gotten better. He's having to defend guys like Jalen Green and and out on the perimeter. And he's got to figure that out too. He's got to get better at that too. So through all these failures, yes, we are seeing some progress and seeing really important players doing really good things. So I I would still advise, see the force for the trees. Look at the big picture. Look at what's developing. Look at what this team is learning. And then judge them on A, how they get better, and B, the moves they make to fix some of these problems in the offseason. So you know we got a long time to kind of figure all this stuff out. So don't 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 freak out on things either. Um, Jalen Suggs I thought also had a really nice game. Eleven points, five for eight shooting, a uh, one for four from the foul line. The only knock: five rebounds, six assists, only two turnovers for him, which he's averaging four. So that's 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 you know pretty good I suppose. Uh, you know Suggs Suggs had a really nice run early on in the game. You know really looked like he was in rhythm. He's He's starting to come around. Um, you know, I think I think that you know Golden State game gave him a, sh- a shot of confidence. Um, he's starting to play more consistently, starting to make shots more consistently. So that that is a really good sign. Defensively, I thought he was a little little loose on Kevin Porter. I think he really struggled getting around some of those screens. Um, he is he is a great defender, um, but you know I think he's still kind of getting himself back, um, and so his defense has been a little bit off. And again, you know, the Magic don't have any guards. They need guard guys who can guard guard people at the point of attack. Um, is really struggling at that right now. And again, their defense is just a little bit of a mess behind them um, with their rotations and, and their switching calls and their, their communication. So they got to get that back up. They got to kind of get themselves straightened out on that end before they can really compete. Uh, off the bench, some really good performances. Again, this is why losing this kind of a game is really hard because you can't give up bench performances like this. You can't give up 30-point games like this from Paolo. You can't give up games like this from Franz. Mo Baba had his best game of the season. 14 points, 6-for-7 shooting Really active around the basket. Um, Just, you know, doing all the Mobamba things that we want him to do. Uh, So, just a really solid game from him. And then Terrence Ross, 21 points, 8 for 15, shooting 5 for 10 from 3. Really got the Magic back into the game in the the fourth quarter. Magic made an initial push that got the lead down to to 6 or 4 points. Um, That was all Terrence Ross. Houston was able to extend that back out to 12, but then Orlando was able to make another run thanks to Franz Wagner to make the game look a little bit closer than it was again. They got got it down to fourth, about a minute, uh, two, two and a half minutes left. Um, Jalen Suggs made a wild shot, missed it. Houston got the rebound, hit a three. That was the game. Orlando was down seven and it was just too little, too late. The Orlando Magic fall to the Houston Rockets, 134 to 127. They're off today for election day, so make sure if you haven't voted yet, you go out and make your plan to vote. Remember, if you're in line before seven o'clock, they do have to let you vote. Um, don't vote that late. Take care of it at lunch. Take care of it now. Take care of it while you're listening to this podcast. If you haven't voted yet, please do go out and vote. Check with your local supervisor of elections office to find out more voting information and where you need to go to vote today. But that's gonna do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can of course find us on Twitter at, you can find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast, apple podcast, hit your tune, in. Hemoy Google, or Spotify, or Odyssey. And all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us on, fo- you can follow us there on Twitter, at omagicdaily. Oh now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's good to do for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Be sure to celebrate your election day. Have a hamburger. Make sure you go out and vote if you haven't done so already. And let's hopefully celebrate a a successful democracy here in the United States. Sometimes it doesn't always feel like that. Um, But that's a discussion for another day. But until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Lockdown Magic, this has been Phil Cross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked Magic.